Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys. Happy Sunday. Busy Sunday. We're not talking uh, Iowa State football. It's the craziest deal. On Saturday morning, I got to Jack Trice Stadium quite early. And it wasn't for a big tailgate. It wasn't for anything like that. It was to interview the Big 12's new commissioner, Brett Yormark, who was in town for the Iowa State-Oklahoma game. Little did I know that 24 hours later, we were going to get the news of a new Big 12 television contract that is for the next six years. I'll give you the skinny, and then I will play the... Uh, it's a brief interview. It's about 12, 13 minutes uh, that, that I recorded with Commissioner Yormark. I uh, hope it gives you guys some insight. I wish I could have had a little more time, but obviously you can understand he's a busy man. I'm very grateful and thankful that I was allowed to get that time with him. So I really, really appreciate that. The uh, Sports Business Journal is who broke this news today. And this is great news. There's no way to make this poor news. This is great news. The Big 12 will be... So Iowa State specifically is what you all care about. They're getting a raise basically. Um, they'll be up around $50 million per year. That'll be about $9 million more than they got this year. And uh, Jamie Pollard uh, is a CPA by nature. <laughs> he can stretch $9 million a long way at Iowa State. So this is really, 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 really positive news in a lot of different ways. It is with ESPN and Fox. ESPN will get the majority of Tier 1, but not all of it. Uh, there'll be some Tier 2 games on Fox. Uh, we'll break that down tonight on Williams and Bloom for you. But uh, this really the the Big Twelve right now the only conference with ESPN and Fox. Of course, the SEC and the ACC are exclusively with AC with ESPN, and we know that uh, the Big Ten recently cut ESPN out of its deal, which I've been reporting to our premium subscribers that helped the Big Twelve here because the ES 
the ESPN looked at this and said, we need to be playing football in the Midwest. We can't just be this Southeastern deal and then have crappy Pac-12 games on, you know, at midnight. So really the Big Ten doing what it did helped out the Big 12 considerably here based on what my sources have told me. We're going to break it all down tonight on Williams and Bloom, but I wanted to get this podcast with Brett Yormark out there for you guys. I was going to save it and do a bunch of columns and stuff, um, but it it's going to be obsolete. Uh, not really. We don't really talk, honestly, a ton about the TV deal. I asked him one question about it, and he'll be able to give you some insight on on how this thing all played out. So without um, stalling it, uh, here is my conversation with the Big 12's new commissioner, Brett Yormark. Well, first of all, I, I, I always wanted to get into college sports. Okay. That was always part of my progression ladder. Not sure when uh, I, would, I would get into the business, but certainly had an aspiration for it. And when I was afforded this opportunity uh, to be the commissioner, I just felt very strongly that my skill set was very transferable based on where college athletics is going. Whether we like it or not, it, you know, you're seeing unfold every day the professionalization of college sports. And I just feel that my background from the commercial side, brand building, business building, mm-hmm. was very timely, given where the Big 12 wants to go. And obviously, I have a lot to learn. And I kicked off my tenure, if you will, doing the listening and learning tour. And I continue to learn. But I think... My skill sets are very much aligned, given my background in entertainment, Mm -hmm. sports, business, brand, to where this conference wants to go. Do you, when you say nationalize, you've used that word a couple times, what does that exactly mean? Does that mean, like, we're going to turn New Jersey people into Baylor basketball fans? Or does that mean, have a, how do you... I I, I want our conference to be recognized um, from coast to coast. I'm not sure it's on the consciousness of future student-athletes. I don't think right now they know enough about the Big 12 to vote yes. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to get them to the point where they can vote yes for a conference and we can ultimately give them 12 or more great choices to choose from when you think about member institutions. Um, Growing up in the Northeast, I wasn't familiar with the Big 12. Um, I was more familiar with some of the other Power 5 conferences. My goal is to make sure that everyone even on a casual basis, knows about the Big 12 and what we do and how we do it. And that's my goal. Geographically, obviously, with the four new member institutions coming in July, I think we get there. Mm -hmm. We're getting closer to being more national. We go into a third time zone. We're now on the East Coast. When you think of Florida and Ohio, um, and I think there's opportunities geographically to become more national. But from a brand perspective, I want our brand to resonate from coast to coast, and that's my goal. So when you when you talk, you went at media day. You said the business is open, and I've I've read a lot of your quotes. You, you, I think you maybe were a little surprised with the backlash that that got. A well, little I don't bit. I don't know is if that it was backlash. I think the interpretation was that it I was speaking to expansion. Yeah. And maybe I was naive at the time, not knowing that on the heels of what UCLA and USC had just done a few weeks earlier, that that would have been how people would have received that open for business. What I meant, and I have kind of restated since, is 
that opened for business for me was that it's a blank canvas coming into this role. And that we're going to look at everything and anything as possibilities. Whether it's about the brand, about the business, whether it's about expansion. It's all part of being open for business, that we are no longer going to be stagnant, that we're going to be very proactive in our approach. And we're, we're going to take this thing to a whole new level. Um, and I firmly believe today that we're open for business. And I'm excited about the momentum that we're building and where we're going. Okay, so I want to give you a little on my background. This is why I really like you, because I'm 100% independent media. Like everything I do, like I don't have a corporation, anything like that behind me. So I've rankled a lot of people, old school media types throughout my career, just by my mere existence. Did you, like when, did you, has that happened with you being like a, a bit of an outsider in this game at all? And like, have you been surprised by that? I guess, what did, what have you learned in well, the I mean, first couple of months as far as that goes? Well, as far as I'm concerned, I, I want to be very collaborative uh, and collegial you know, with everyone in this industry. And by the way, I've been really welcomed wherever I've gone from campus to campus. It's been incredible. But I'm also here to break some boundaries, to do things differently, um, to be very aspirational. And I'm sure from time to time that might ruffle some feathers. But I'm going to hopefully do it in a way where people understand that it's always in the best interest of this conference and our student athletes and our fans. I'm focused on that all the time, and laser focused, in fact. So the first almost three months has been incredible. I've, I've listened, I've learned. Um, I'm applying a, a, a new strategy and approach, I think, to where this conference is going. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, you'll hear numerous announcements that I think will further set the tone for where we're going, meaningful announcements. and. Um, I'm excited about our momentum. I've been able to restaff at the mm -hmm. conference level, not only add depth in all the right areas, but to add new business verticals that will help us achieve some of our goals. So it's been a really busy first three months. I think we've accomplished a lot, but it's just the beginning. Curious on the TV thing. There's a side of it where I, I think you're in an interesting spot because you're, you're talking with the partners. There's also a train of thought where this live sports thing's just getting more valuable and you may be able to make more if you wait 18 months or whatever that number is. How do you juggle that? Because another one of the first things you said was revenue. We're setting ourselves up for expanded revenue. How, how, how have you walked through that process? Well, you know, it's a, that's a great question. It's a balancing act. You know, do you want certainty and stability right now? And, and do you want to kind of see that path immediately or do you want to wait 16 months and, and bet on yourself and work in the direction of this conference to see if you can further monetize, you know, the opportunity. And obviously I've got great people around me, consultants, people at the conference. I lean a lot on our presidents and our ADs to kind of get a sense from them, you know, what their appetite is. And it's, and it's, a, it's a big decision for us, no question about it. Um, and hopefully within the next, you know, short order, we'll, we'll, we'll make a determination. I will tell you that the conversations have been great with ESPN and Fox. Um, they like the direction, our vision of where we're going to take this conference. Obviously, the season to date has been great. Yeah. The parity, you know, in this conference from a football perspective has been incredible. Every game is a, is a meaningful game from top to bottom. 
Um, we've had numerous schools in, in the top 20 throughout the season. So they see the future unfolding right, you know, right in front of them. And then you move to basketball, and we are the number one basketball uh, conference in America, and we only get better with the expansion teams coming in in, uh, in July of 23. So we have a really bright future here. Um, but getting back to your question, it's a balancing act. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to make the best decision for this conference. I kind of – this is my 18th year covering the Big 12. So I've been through the, all the realignment stuff before. It feels to me like really for the first time it's super unified. That Because it, it, it's kind of like from an outsider, all these schools have been – told no, right, that they're not worth anything. And now they've all really bonded together and are super new. Is that accurate? You know what? It's very accurate. When I took this job, even when I was going through the interview process, I sensed the alignment amongst the board as a a newcomer, if you will. Mm -hmm. And and that was important to me because for me to achieve some of the things I want to achieve, I need alignment. I need everyone, you know, exhibiting... a like-mindedness and mindset and vision for where we want to take this thing and that is absolutely the truth right now it's what I'm experiencing every day and in addition you know in addition to the presidents the the ADs are all aligned mm-hmm. so that makes my job that much easier so I'm excited about that and when if we entertain expansion at some point it's important that whoever we speak to and potentially welcome into the conference fits that dynamic, that there's a good cultural fit, no like-mindedness, because we don't want to compromise that. Two more. You mentioned basketball. I kind of feel, everybody's always talked about how it has minimal meaning when it comes to television rights in the past. Is that kind of changing going forward with the digitization of everything? Because like I, I always use this as an example when, when ESPN Plus streamed its first Iowa State basketball game, it was against Kansas. And there's a reason because rabid fan bases and they all went and signed up for ESPN Plus. I guess in this new world as the commissioner, do you see more revenue with basketball than in the past? I think there is opportunities to grow revenue on the basketball side and, and make it a greater focus to some of the distribution platforms and especially for us I mean we have the number one conference in America and it's only going to get better yeah so when I think about that value equation as much as there's nothing like college football basketball is meaningful both on the men's and women's Uh, and there's a lot of upside on the women's no doubt so um, that's certainly something that uh, you know I'm articulating you know with great conviction to our media partners feels like, yeah, that's a growing deal. Last thing for me, the NCAA tournament, do you have an opinion on expansion? That's been a talk. I haven't focused much on it, but I gotcha. will say that there's nothing like the tournaments in March, you know, both men's and women's. It captures the imaginations of fans across this country and even casual fans. And I just want to make sure that as we identify ways to make it better, um, we do just that. We don't compromise what's been built because it's in a great place right now. Um, I, I'm also about the student-athlete experience. So to the extent that we can increase that, 
based on numbers, I'm all for that. But it's got to be in the context of what's good for the tournaments and, and how do we make what's really good now even better. Well, welcome to Ames. Do you like Thank it? You. Thrilled to be here. You know, I was here early uh, earlier this fall for a listening and learning tour, so I got a great you know uh, c- a campus visit. Glad to be back. I wanted to come back for a football game, so thrilled to be here, and I'm looking forward to a win. Have you ever seen a campground connected to I, a stadium like no, this? I haven't. No. <laughs> so that's how we roll here. Listen, we drove through it. It's great. <laughs> Fans are passionate. Um, they're thrilled to be here today, and so am I. Thank you, sir. Thank I really you so appreciate much. your time. Thrilled to be here.